You're tuned in to the Curated by Podcast. Welcome, welcome from the mess in the beautiful city of Breda. My name is Alex, alongside me is Thomas, and this is the Curated by Podcast. Today we have a rising star, the best newcomer of the Lost Drum and Bass Awards, the Dutch King of the Rollers, and the owner of a fabulous moustache, Cosper, better known as Ways. Welcome. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Before we start, we have a couple of questions to get things going. So just short answers, um, and we'll go to this uh, pretty quickly. Um, best back-to-back session. Um, that was that was probably the, uh, I wasn't even booked for that for that one, but that was a, a music squad night in The Hague, where there was a huge back-to-back at the end with uh, Imanu Greco, the Skylark, the whole music squad was there, and it was just like, okay, go in there. And then just played some tunes. That was very fun. So that was basically a back to back to back to back. That was that was five or six people. <laughs> there, there, but there were like nine people standing behind the decks. <laughs> so was, Sounds good. Yeah, it was fun. A number one, number one musical hero. Um, oh, that's probably uh, the guitarist of um, a metal band called Periphery. He's called Misha Mansour. Misha Mansour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best groupie experience. Groupie experience. Um. Oh man, I I honestly don't have that many. <laughs> so you could, you could also answer. Um, sorry, I don't want to share that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so. okay, you didn't have one. Yeah. Um, best Dutch venue. Best Dutch venue. I would say. Um, I would say Tivoli. A rising star of the future. Well, that's yourself, as uh, Alex said. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh. I'm really digging molecular right now. Loving his sounds. Uh, worst track you ever released? Uh, that's probably a track from before I started making drum bass. <laughs> <laughs> They're still on my Spotify, but uh, <laughs> yeah, those two are. Um, yeah. Strangest, strangest thing to ever happen during a set? Um, uh, well, the whole power went out, and <laughs> so like all the decks and the whole speakers just flopped and and the lighting as well so it was completely dark and then like after 10 seconds it all rebooted and it was off again <laughs> that, was, that was pretty weird uh most important thing on your rider um, i would say water <laughs> strong uh favorite mc uh spmc and that's it nice nice thanks well yeah once again welcome uh, it's good to have you here in, uh, in breda Tell us um, your whole musical journey. Obviously, it didn't start that long ago, probably. Nope. Um, at least the producer side of it. But you got into music at a pretty young age. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, it's basically because my dad is a jazz musician. He, uh, he plays double bass and bass guitar in a lot of jazz. So I grew up with jazz. Um, and, and that's also how I got into playing bass guitar at, I don't know, like maybe six or seven years old or probably maybe eight. I don't know. Um, but Sorry, if you would remember uh, uh, one track from the time or one artist you um, think of. Is Pat Metheny. That's probably uh, something that my dad really liked and that's something I, I really got into because he had this cassette yeah. um, that he also always played in the in the car. And that's just really something I could like sing along with the melodies that the guitar player played and that stuff. Is, that's the thing. He, all, he also very much remembers like me humming uh, the, the melody from, from the songs in the car. <laughs> from Pat Metheny to drum and bass, that happens to, to more people. Yeah. <laughs> They've been there as well, yeah. 
So, but yeah, you, you, you played in jazz, jazz bands yeah. and stuff, which are you going to baseball. Yeah. And then, and then that just kind of got the ball rolling, I guess. Uh, from then, I, I uh, went to piano lessons uh, at the end of elementary school um, for, for, for like three years or something. Uh, then dropped that because I got really into like metal music, so I wanted to play guitar. You know, is the is the, the 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 instrument if you want to be a metal musician, I guess, or drums is also thing something I wanted. But you know, drums is a lot harder to do at home because you need a lot of space <laughs> and it makes a lot of noise. So guitar yeah. it was. <laughs> you don't want to have neighbors if you got a drum no, kit at home. No, no, and my parents weren't gonna <laughs> like you either. But uh, yeah, guitar was the thing I then did for. Uh, yeah, a long time. I think about seven years. Um, but also on the side, I was, you know, I, I got into uh, uh, into electronic music production. I had a, a friend, or like, or rather, a brother of a friend who lived down the street. Um, and and one one time I was at their place, and uh, and he was just f fiddling around in, in Fruity Loop Studio. Um, and and I just you know joined him and watched what he was doing, and you know. Uh, that's why that, then I downloaded it myself on, or he, he gave me a download or something. At least you know how it goes. <laughs> you bought it, of course. Yeah, yeah I yeah. bought it. I bought it absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I started to make really really crappy music. Um, what, what kind of music was it? It was like Gabber kind of hardcore uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he made. So obviously I was kind of influenced by that. Um, but I did I really really enjoy it, and that went then to kind of the hard style, more melodic side of things um, until uh, until Skrillex came along. And that's kind of, a, I think, it, yeah, I, I guess a turning point or something. I mean, there's a lot of turning points in the, <laughs> in, in the whole journey. But um, yeah, that was that was a big one, definitely. That was one that um, really inspired me to at least look at things from a different side, like, oh, how, how do you make this sound? How do you do this? And it was also weird and and, you know, unorthodox I guess mm -hmm. um, and yeah that, that really inspired me to to do similar things I guess um, and that's how I got into the electronic side uh, of things and you know the guitar metal side and and that side kind of were coexisting and kind of 50 50 at the time um, and which age are we talking? Uh, uh, this have something, some kind of a timeline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is around when I, when I started uh, high school. Um, so it was around between eleven years old and and well the the next seven years probably. So between eleven and eighteen years old, I guess that's that's the time I was really trying everything. Uh, uh, you know, trying to get good at guitar and and doing that's what I wanted to do in in. That was my first choice at the time, being a guitarist. Uh, and uh, did you play in a band as a guitarist? No, because um, finding a band for the specific music that I really like, which was progressive metal, um, was so damn hard. <laughs> it was so hard finding like-minded people in that type of music, especially in the Netherlands, I guess. Uh, it's not that big of a genre here anyway. It's 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 a very niche genre to mm -hmm. begin with. But so, what, what is progressive metal compared to metal? <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's it's more... Um, uh, a lot of times it's they kind of, at least they try to tell stories. It's a lot of technical music. It's really fast. It's really... Well, technical uses odd time signatures and that kind of stuff and I was really into that because it was very interesting um, and that's also I guess something I kind of got out of jazz because jazz has a lot of yeah. similarities in that sense so yeah. 
Um, but I, I don't think you had a lot of people in your uh, school that were listening to progressive metal, no, right? No, I, I had about two people that, okay. you know, I was... Well, I, you had about they, two people. I had, I had two people, yeah, yeah, but they didn't, they didn't play instruments. They okay. liked the music. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. So I could talk about the music with them and... And, and that was about it. But, you know, all the, the guitar playing, I, I never had lessons, so I taught that myself. But um, I tried to find a band, I guess, but it's just, I, I tried and, and failed. <laughs> but uh, I, I still I still continue playing guitar and trying to do it myself because, you know, at the time, uh, the possibility, you had a lot of possibilities. You could program your own drums. Uh, you could, I mean, obviously my dad has a, lot, has a lot of bass guitar, so I could do, I could pretty much be my, you know, be a one person band, but, I soon found out that if I ever wanted to also live off of this, <laughs> this would probably not be uh, the the big choice, I guess. And has that been one of your um, your focus things from 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 yeah an early age on that you wanted to make money out of music, live from music? As soon as I noticed how much fun I was having making music uh, and just doing it, I was like, if I can make a job out of this and, and live off of this, then I will never complain for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that was kind of that that you know it came from from pure passion and 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 then you know uh, yeah I think I guess it just came from passion and and then it turned into trying to you know see if i can do what i like to do and also you know be able to live off of it because that you know is pretty much a dream of every musician i guess so i mean pretty sure that's every every musician's dream yeah yeah so, so, um, so, so it's yeah basically from the beginning on it's been more than just a hobby just you know you like music it, it started yeah it started as a hobby uh, and as soon as i you know got a little bit better at electronic production. Uh, got my first release in I don't know 2016 on a pretty big label at the time, which was like they had like uh, it, it was called what was it called 99 Lives, and it was like a it it, it very much resembled Monster Cat, which was uh, at the time the label I really wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. um, but they were the next best thing, I guess. They had like a million subscribers on YouTube, and you know heard good things about them. So that's what I did at the time. Um, and well, I think what kind of happened is also during that time, um, because I was still very much into the guitar music and, and I was like, okay, I can do the electronic thing or I can maybe see if I can, you know, become a demo studio and like be a recording, like a producer for mm -hmm. other bands and stuff, because that's also a thing you very much see within that spectrum of, you know, progressive metal is that, you know, they have the band, but they are also, uh, active in you know being a producer or uh, a mixing engineer, mastering engineer, etc. Behind, behind the scenes, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I felt like, okay, well, maybe I can do like a combination of that. Um, uh, but you know, guitar was still a thing and, uh, until the point where <laughs> I had a little accident and I kind of uh, cut a nerve in my hand. Because uh, <laughs> that's that's like a scar, and now like my pink, uh, my pinky is like not really really in terms of feeling is like it's like medium so yeah that one that point was like okay i'll just probably drop guitar because it's not gonna be a, a thing anymore um i still play sometimes when i feel like it but, but not with the pink <laughs> well I, yeah i try i try i do it but it's just way harder than it used yeah, to be it's yeah, just yeah. not the same um and that was really depressing for a little while but uh as soon as you know it, it, did, it did give me the push to go to electronic music which i you know still think was the better choice Anyway, so and you, you already started with it because of your neighbor, obviously, and you got into yeah, yeah. food to live exactly. stuff. What happened? 
<laughs> a very funny story. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. It's, um, so I was at a house party, um, and oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's always where where it starts. So you know those hoverboards that were in for a while. Like you can stand and you you lean forward yeah, and you yeah, go yeah, for yeah, you know yeah. that thing. Yeah, you know. And and the guy we, we uh, where we were at had one of those things, and I never you know had used one of the things before so i was like oh that's a fun idea after you know after a couple beers of course <laughs> um so i was on the thing and it was it all went pretty well until i hit someone's foot and you know i don't know if you've seen the, the video of mike tyson falling from that thing we'll watch it okay. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny but yeah. it was it was exactly the same it was a replica of that so mike but tyson hoverboard mike tyson hoverboard okay. you can see him hit like a corner of the wall and he just flips back and then lands on his back and that's basically what happened for me but I had a, a bottle of beer in my left hand and that smashed on the ground and the glass went you didn't leave it <laughs> it went straight on straight in my hand um, okay. so yeah it was a lot of blood <laughs> and um, yeah so I had to get a lot of stitches and also uh, surgery to get the nerve uh, because at the time I didn't feel anything in my pinky and the and the um, the, hall, the other half of my uh, ring finger um, so I had to get surgery and that did help so the thing is back a bit and the, the, it's it's just the sensory part of the, of the nerve so it's you know it's okay I can still use it and it's it's fine now but it's still harder to play guitar and stuff so yeah um, funny story but also very grim <laughs> at the time it was like it was, I, I was very lucky that the hospital was like literally around the corner of this place. So they were there very quick, the ambulance and the... That's why you have to do house parties around the, the corners of uh, hospitals, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best <laughs> party to do such a thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, So but you got into electronic music and obviously um, uh, Skrillex, you already mentioned, yeah. uh, you went to, to Monster Cat, which is, yeah, pretty, pretty normal move, I think. Obviously, yeah. if you get into Skrillex, you, you broaden out a bit more. Yeah. And then drum and bass. Yeah, um, that kind of happened in uh, after after Liquidity Festival <laughs> in 2018. That's the, that was the the big inspiration because I I I think I had been to maybe one other drum and bass party, which was a really small one in in Dordrecht. Um, I forgot what it's called. I think Hertz. Hertz. Yes, yeah. that's it. Um, and and then I and then uh, a really good friend of mine, Pella, uh, invited me to come with him to uh, Liquidity Festival because he had a whole friend group, uh, and I also had some other people that I knew uh, that were going there. Um, yeah, and 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 just when it went to the festival, and that just really inspired me. I was like, the vibes on that festival were, are always just so good uh just one of the most fun festivals in my opinion um what did you see i don't remember much of that one. <laughs> that's that's the thing that's that's the oh, thing was I just, just kind of uh... well, the thing is i don't remember much of it because at the time i wasn't that into drum and bass yes you know yeah, i was yeah, I, yeah. I knew a couple names i um i know alex perez did a set at that which you know he did a liquid set that time um that's one i really remember and 
maybe like NDC or something. I'm not even sure anymore, but like some of the big names uh, uh, and, and, and that was pretty much it. And I just, I just rolled along and I was like, and you know, my, my, my buddy Pellet, he just kind of took me everywhere. He's like, yeah, we're gonna so go see this. You wanna come? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? And, and that's just kind of how, how it went. And, and I was just really inspired by the fact that, you know, a lot of, there were a lot of people at that festival and I was like, oh shit. So it's actually pretty, pretty big I guess I mean bigger than I thought it was mm -hmm. uh, in the Netherlands and then you know you come into the whole uh, you know people are you, you hear people talking about other events and you find out that there's a whole scene behind this thing um, and what was it like you you went home and you went producing drum and bass or did it I, take I was some already time kind of I already I had already kind of tried drum and bass uh, a few times before after hearing stuff like rudimental and stuff which you know is a, is a long way back but you know not really knowing much about drum bass or the scene or anything uh you know you had the you also had the hot right now you know that that yeah, particular track that kind of stuff you know the, the very commercial kind of thing so that's kind of what i tried before but um yeah after the festival that was when i when i really uh gave it a good shot i was like okay this is really cool uh i might just try to do this and if i like it then might just stick with it uh, and that's yeah that's basically what happened I guess yeah yeah I mean it's 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 a pretty Looking back at the history, it's, it's, it's a path that many fans and producers follow as well. I mean, they, they obviously, you get in touch with it via the big names. Uh, yeah. That's the music you hear. Um, then Waze kind of started, I think, afterwards yeah. the Dawn Waze. Waze went into a complete different direction than obviously the mainstream, like the Hot Wag now yeah. and like Wood Mental. Um, yeah. At least you got you, you don't have anything like that coming up, probably. Nope. No. No. <laughs> so how, <laughs> first, before we go into it, how, do you, how would you describe your style? How would you um, describe Waze? It's, I've, I've been asked this question a couple times and it's always so hard to answer because it's it's i would see it as a combination of uh like the more techie deep drum bass kind of style combined with the more organic you know dlr sofa sound kind of vibes um but also implementing more jump up-esque uh, uh elements you know fog horns and all that kind of stuff so it's like a combination of the of the three and you know i've tried to find for a word that you know captures them all together but i don't think there is <laughs> no, progressive <not>. metal <laughs> <laughs> that's it man we got it <laughs> but is there still some influences from that time from that uh, progressive I, metal or uh, i mean in, in a sense i guess because uh what i really liked about about that type of music is the weird kind of well, I guess the weird chord changes that they sometimes have. And I, I can't say that you can hear that a lot. You know, you, you can't hear that so very much in my music, but I've been implementing it more and more. Uh, uh, and it still is a is an inspiration whenever I make music. So in, in a certain sense, but I wouldn't say you can really pinpoint some yeah. points where you can hear it, I guess. So maybe the parts that you won't expect the, that much. Or? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and obviously be, because it's been part of your musical education, then sure. obviously it comes back, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the way style, it's, it's hard to describe and it's not just one box that it takes. Yeah, no, and, and I also love to do different things every time because I, you know, I, doing the same thing just gets boring. So I always try to do some new things and try some new things, uh, you know, making, making, a, releasing a liquid track on my, on my latest critical EP. That was something I hadn't done before, so 
for example. And that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm getting more into, trying different things, um, but kind of giving my giving it my own twist, I guess. And how did it come about? How do you come to, to the waste style? Um, it was, <laughs> that's that's actually also because of the Christie Festival. <laughs> because there was, <laughs> and that was 2019, because um, um, it was it was the last set on Sunday at the Lunar Stage, which was Serum. Uh, and you know, <laughs> exactly. And that, yeah, was, that, that was 2018, I think. Was yeah. it? Yeah, two, uh, yeah, two years ago. No, three years ago. It yeah, was. Obviously. It was 2018. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. It, feel, it feels like two years ago because of COVID, obviously. But then, then 2017 was the first time I went to the Christie. So I remembered it wrong, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. To that 2018 uh, serum set because you know obviously he's into the the foghorn yeah, <laughs> type yeah, things, yeah, and yeah. it was just that set that really was like, oh, this is this is sick, you know? It's it just did something with me, I guess. And after that time, that's really when I was like, okay, that's something I want to implement, something I want to give it, see if I can make something like that. That sounds a, that does sound like me well i mean at the time i didn't really have a, something that sounded like me but i just wanted to give it a try because i thought it was really cool and see if i could make something like that and that really kind of got me into a certain production um habit that i still do all the time which is now kind of part of my signature sound i guess so what's um, the habit then the habit is without uh well, I can only explain it with getting technical, but it just involves uh, making people, people can skip now. If they yeah, they them. can skip now. <laughs> if you don't want to hear this shit, then no, it's, it, it involves uh, uh, kind of making resonant peaks with EQs and you know boosting certain frequencies by uh, a, a very large amount, like 30 dBs, maybe sometimes even more, and then trying to really you know distorting that part of it, and that just kind of creates that foghorn sound, and you know the more. I, I messed around with that. The more that became a thing that I um, not only used to make foghorn sounds, but also used it in a lot of other sounds. Um, so that is a thing that you know I recognized through a lot of my production at the time. I was like, okay, well, this this definitely sounds like something something that sounds like me, I guess. And what would be a track of yours that where it comes together in a great way? Um, where what comes together exactly the focal one thing well i mean there's i have there's a couple tracks um uh, one that i released on on divided which is you know has a very um uh the title of the track is very uh, <laughs> it, it's called toter <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> and that one is oh you, you guess it has a large foghorn in it um and that's the that's the, the main part of that track as well um that's one, uh, but there's a couple of other tracks that have that same influence, uh, but in a slightly different way, such as the run, which is has that same technique, but it has a more sofa sound kind of vibe to it with different types of drums, more uh, rolling, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's, that would be two tracks that kind of capture that, cool. that sound technique a lot. So so yeah, that's 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 ways. But but I think Casper is, is a lot broader in general. You're studying audio design, YouTube. Uh, yes. But he started study. Um, at the time, I when I was close to finishing high school, I had a couple choices. Uh, or there were two things that I two things that I really liked uh, to do. Obviously, one one of them was music, um, and the other one was IT. 
uh, I, I'd been working, working in computer reparation for, for three years uh, at the time and, you know, doing all that stuff really interested me, but um, I think I went to the uh, introduction day at uh, the University of Eindhoven or something and, and I went to the uh, Technische Informatica IT uh, studies thing. Um, and then they said you had, you had you had like you needed like a an eight as a grade for for maths, <laughs> and at the time for me it was a four. So <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe this is not for me. Uh, and and you know, music was going well, and I really enjoyed. I just really really enjoyed making music, and that was around the time as well when I had that first release on on that you know uh, monster monster cat ask uh, label. So I was like, you know, I already got this far. Why not just see if I can you know do something uh study it and and see if i can take it further than that and and so that's why i kind of got to the to the university of arts in utrecht um and at the time you know I, like i said before i was really into uh I was, I was looking to see if i can also you know become a producer as a you know with a studio yeah. and that kind of stuff so that's kind of what i applied for uh that that side of of, of, of music is what i applied for in the at the studies, which is now, which is audio design, you know, the more technical side, you know, the, the recording side of instruments, uh, you know, technical microphone stuff, all that stuff, um, which uh, was fun. Um, I'm, I'm still not finished, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, that's that's how I got there. Yeah, and how did it help you with your with your whole drum and bass career? Because obviously, the, the study, um, it's it's for yeah, the production side for yeah. music, obviously, but the studio production, which is quite different from, from making your own music, composing yeah. your own music. Yeah. So how did it help you? Uh, I wouldn't say it really helped me that much, <laughs> to be honest, but um, uh, no, in terms of, in terms of, there's a, I mean, there's a couple things that, you know, stuck and, and that I used, you know, the, uh, which more had to do with more the composition side, you know, and in the first couple of years of the studies, you, you get all these type of things, you, you know, it's not just you go into the studio and that's why you all you do you you, you learn a, a whole wide variety of, of 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 things and um in that first year or the first two years i think uh it was like uh more the composition uh classes that really helped me with you know the composition of the music um in terms of the production side not so much but the thing that really did help me a lot uh is just meeting people there on the you know in, in in the school in the university just meeting people and there were also a lot of other people a couple of other people that made drum and bass uh or like more halftime beat stuff and that's really that really helped me a ton just learning from those people learning from other people and seeing what they do is you know that that's also the time i switched from fl studio to ableton uh, which you know, was a really good choice for me, I guess. I really like. I really think that was a good choice. Um, and are there some names from uh, like uh, other people made drum and bass or? Uh, um, well, there's. I he didn't make drum and bass, but he made more beats type of stuff. Uh, I don't think he does it anymore. <laughs> he, he, he <laughs> so not made, a famous name, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I mean he did get a, uh, a beat on Noiser Radio at the time. Uh, so that was his, his name was John Lee Kusher. Uh, he just made that kind of weird kind of Ivy Lab-ish type beats, you know. Uh, and that's also the moment I really started to kind of 
also get really into halftime and stuff. So that's that's uh, uh, that's a part we actually kind of skipped because there was a <laughs> very small period. I was really into beats and halftime before I switched to the, the, the 2020 kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and that's like right before right before I switched to drum bass, like the first year of my studies, which I believe is 2018 or something. Um, that's like the the moment where I was still doing drum bass as well, but like I was really focused on on halftime at the time. So that's what I did for a while, and then. Switched over to German. Then Liquidity came. And then Liquidity came, yeah. Indeed. Serum came. Serum yeah. came. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, you, you know, I mean, we, we talked uh, obviously before and just a bit in preparation, and you were telling us that you were now working on your graduation project. Yeah. Um, tell us about it because it sounded really interesting. Yeah, it's, um, and, and that's, that's probably a thing because you asked about. Uh, the things I took from progressive metal and stuff. And this is actually, I think, the closest thing that I've come to taking those uh, inspirations and those things of, you know, that, that side of me to my own productions, because it's it's a concept album, which is a thing that really uh, happens a lot in progressive metal. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an album with a theme. Um, and, you know, a concept album can be something with a story, you know, where the, the singer tells a story um, or you can just have a theme based around something. Um, and I'm, I'm not the best, you know, writer in terms of lyrics. I, I well, I mean, I'm not good at it at all. <laughs> um, so that was not really a thing for me. So I was like, I'm just going to pick a theme and see if I can do something interesting. So, um, so yeah, it's my graduation pro uh, project uh, for my thesis. Um, and basically what I did is I analyzed uh, a certain progressive metal artist called Pliny um, because he uses a lot of uh, returning melodies. So there's throughout an album there are a certain uh, amount of melodies that come back in, in different songs and that's something that always captured me like oh that's really really cool um, because you know that takes you back to that other song it really just connects the whole thing. Mm -hmm. and that's something I really really always had a lot of admiration for. Um, so I we just wanted to see if I can do something like that and give it a cool theme. Um, so yeah, I, I, I analyzed his music and then just started writing and uh, thought of a, of a theme. Um, and uh, what well, the theme is kind of, um, is also kind of a, a, a thing uh, on its own. It's, it's, it's a, let's say, um, I kind of translated things from, uh, from language such as, or more like writing language, such as, uh, you know, rhetorical devices, such as repetition. Uh, I, I took that as a base for every song. So you have a lot of different forms of repetition. Um, for example, just the repetition of a word without any words in between. You have the repetition of a word at the end of a clause, and then the same word repeats at the beginning of the next clause. And that way you have a lot of different forms of repetition. And I just translated those to melodies. So you have a couple notes that repeat. Um, and every song on the album has a different uh, melody that is based off of a different form of repetition as a rhetorical device. So that's that's a nice. theme for the album. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun uh, doing that because it, it's just really refreshing because uh, uh, and, and, and it's not all drum and bass as well. So it's it has uh, 140 more kind of uh, dubstep kind of things, I guess, but it's not really, you know, dubstep or 140 as people would expect it to be. Um, it's more melodic. Uh, obviously, the whole album is pretty much all melodic because you know melodies and stuff. Is, so they sound better if they have a lot of melodical context as well. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's 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 something that I I it was really refreshing to do. Uh, no restrictions on whether you know I needed to make a banger or anything. Um, I didn't have anything in mind if I wanted to release it at all or I wanted to release it or which label I wanted to release it with. No idea. Uh, do you want to release it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if the labels that I want to release, you know, I, I I'm I'm gonna send it to 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 Critical Music and see if they like it. Um, if they like it, then I'm happy to release it with. If 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 they don't want to release it, that's also fine with me. Uh, it's it's very different. I would understand if they don't, you know, if they don't think it fits on their label. But that's uh, you know that's that and and but I don't really mind that because it was just really refreshing to do to begin with. Um, and it's definitely something that I learned a lot from. Obviously, you know, doing the whole thesis and doing the analysis and everything. That's just something that really has given me more depth in in you know writing and and producing and all that stuff. Um, so that's something that you know, even if this doesn't get released, you'll hear those things in upcoming releases. Uh, uh, so yeah. So that's another thing you take from from your studies. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that's that's probably yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Indeed. But but yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is is this kind of graduation project it doesn't really relate to the, the study I do. Like this is this is more a study for the for the uh, music production and composition si uh, studies, which is also studies at the at the university. Um, so you know. I should have chosen that, I guess, but I didn't because at the time I had different uh, aspirations. But and is this approach uh, different from uh, um, how you would produce your mu music normally? Uh, yeah, a lot because normally I just I I normally when I make drum bass, it's just kind of I'm in a vibe and I'm like, okay, I'll just make uh, a rolling track that sounds a bit like this or a bit like that, and and that's kind of how I go at it without thinking about it too much. Uh, and obviously now with this whole analysis thing, I kind of had to think about things. Um, even though there were no restrictions, you know, I, I didn't think about any restrictions about what type of song I had to make, but I had to think about how am I going to write this melody and uh, and that type of, you know, that side of the of things. So um, in, that, in, in that sense, it is different. And is it changing now then? Is it, or are you just also making uh, uh, in the previous way also other tracks now? Like in between the the concept album thing, uh, you mean that? What, what like, is it changing the uh, the way you produce? Yeah, I mean, it definitely. This is something that you'll probably hear back in in, in my future releases yeah. as well. In in some, so, you know, not probably not every time. Um, uh, you know, I'll still, you know, every once in a while, want to make a, a fat foghorn tune. <laughs> so <laughs> that's definitely gonna, still going to happen. But you know, in in a lot of other ways, this is definitely something that I'll 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 keep in mind and 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 something that I'll you know using because it's just it's just a, a, a way of writing and a certain technique that I have now learned after analyzing music and I and I found it really refreshing so there's definitely something I'm going to use in future music as well yeah cool. sure cool nice that's, that's good to know but where do you get your inspiration from for both the concept album and the, yeah the music in general um yeah so for the concept album the theme um uh it's actually funny because that theme repetition also just comes comes from progressive metal again because there was this one band and they had a song and the guy just kept saying repetition and i was like repetition repetition that's cool maybe i can do something with repetition something that keeps repeating you know and then i just started you know googling repetition and stuff and now i was like hey you have this you know rhetorical device and i looked at it and i was like oh maybe i can do something with that so that's how the the theme for that came came about um so yeah and again um, kind, of, kind of all comes together. It all comes from progressive metal in the end again. So that's that's very very fun actually. 
to think about it that way. Um, and what's this song then? The song is. Um, it's called repetition. <laughs> no, no, it's not called repetition. <laughs> it's by it's by the contortionist, but uh, I. I could look it up, but I forgot. Yeah, could be cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll find it. <laughs> or you'll find it and let us know. And we'll, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Uh, um, so that, that's that, that's obviously the study. You're nearly done with it, um, yeah. and then probably um, COVID's nearly well, nearly done. At least we hope. Uh, obviously, the, the things uh, start to open up, and probably, hopefully, from September, October onwards, we'll get back to the clubs and stuff. Yeah. Which probably will be big for you because you won the Dorma Base Awards for best newcomer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was kind of yeah. What was it? Probably three years after your first Dorma Base event, after your first liquidity, uh, yeah. roughly about two years after your first release, I think. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, well, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to ask the people that voted for me. But uh, <laughs> did, no. did, did you see it coming anyway? Oh, I mean, I mean, I had a really good year, so I I did see the chance of me being nominated for it. You know, uh, I did see. You know, I I did. There was a possibility that I, that I was gonna be nominated, but. Um, winning it was not part of that, <laughs> not part of my expectation at all. Um, yeah, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, I did have a really good year and a lot of people, a lot of my friends kept saying it every time. They even kept saying it after like my first two releases. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Drum and Bass Awards next year, you're going to be best new <laughs> Um So, you know, they kept hyping it up and I was like, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, the year went well and you know, the result is... Uh, it's the best newcomer, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, well, usually I, I probably would ask, yeah, how did did it affect your career already? But yeah, there haven't been a lot of shows. But well, no, there haven't been a lot of shows. But but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I can't really, you know, I can't give like I can 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 give a point where it was like, oh yeah, I can definitely see that it affected. But I guess in in some way, it definitely has. You know, bookings are are going well for the for the second half of this year. So. I guess uh, I guess it it did did something. Yeah, yeah. So, and you, so you got quite some shows lined up for one thing. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. There's one there's one weekend in November where I got three shows in a weekend. Nice. Which is gonna be? I have to I have to sit in the car for three hours to drive from Birmingham to Brighton. I have to open at from eleven to twelve in Birmingham and then four to five in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of the DJ life as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you like playing shows? I like playing shows, um, but I, I don't think I would, especially when I have to drive for three hours, or at least I don't have to drive, you know, someone's going to drive me, but uh, I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll do that a lot of times, at least <laughs> I prefer not, you know, for, for, for now I'm going to say yes to anything because obviously, you know, I haven't had shows in a long time and now it's like, just take everything I can take. Um, I'm gonna need it anyway. So, but maybe you know, after a while, I'll just keep two two shows in a weekend if uh, if that keeps happening at all at all. We'll see. Yeah. You, you consider yourself more of a producer or DJ? I mean, if I had to choose, then yeah, because music is is, is definitely the the whole reason why this started. It never started to be you know, whenever it was a thing to be on stage or anything or be in the spotlight. I guess I just wanted to make music that other people also liked, and that's you know. So I would, if I had to pick, then producer, yeah. Uh, uh, makes sense. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 graduation. I mean, we just skipped over to the drum and bass awards because obviously mm-hmm. that's that's 
still interesting. Um, it's 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 not just drum bass, like you said. Is this something that you, we can expect expect from you you in the future as well? Uh, like you think not more more than just drum bass? Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on if, if the album gets released, and that's the first step. But I'm I'm definitely. Uh, trying to do some other things as well i mean yeah this 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 like i said this album is the first step so if it turns out that i really like doing this and you know i'm, I'm not gonna force myself to do anything of course so if i enjoy making it and people enjoy listening to it then i'll probably keep doing it yeah yeah you, you, i mean i think that's pretty interesting you're not gonna force yourself to do anything yeah. um you just said that um Sometimes for a label you have to make a certain, uh, yeah, a certain type of drum and bass. Yeah. Um, how does that match with, with not forcing yourself to make anything? Um, because a lot of times um, the music I like to make is the music that people like to release. <laughs> so it just kind of <laughs> falls hand in hand, I guess. It just it just works. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are going to be moments where that doesn't you know work uh, as much, uh, especially you know when. I'm, I start to make more of, of, of the, the different type of music because so far I've just been making drum and bass and that kind of style. So that's, for now it has been easy to find uh, a home for my music. Um, and while not being, you know, uh, while not forcing myself to do anything, but maybe that will happen in the future. Nice, nice. And how would you uh, describe your way of uh, DJing? Um, I, I tend to leave tunes, um, I would say, what's the right word? There's, there's a Dutch saying for it. I'm trying to... What's, it, what's it, a Dutch saying? <laughs> tunes in een waarde laten. Yeah, exactly. It's just basically letting tunes be or just, just yeah. yeah. Just yeah. don't make, uh, probably not, not mixing too fast. Yeah. Just doing no all kind of yeah. double drops or yeah. stuff. Yeah. It just no. the tune itself. No, uh, uh, drop, drop, double drops are cool if they're really, if they just really mix that well. And and that's the moment where I, I do that type of stuff. But other than that, I, I'm a pretty slow mixer, I guess. I just make sure that the tunes I play are the right tunes, I guess. Just a good selection for me is more important than being able to mix very fast or 200 double drops a second or whatever. You know, it's not for me that uh, that important. Um, but that's probably, I guess, my style. Uh, in terms of the music I play, it just it's just a combination of the things I like and also the things I produce. So, you know, that sofa sound kind of vibe, that more techy kind of vibe and the more jump up kind of thing. That's that's just a, a thing. Just what I produce is also what I like to like to play. Uh, and you're not DJing for that long, of course. No. Uh, no. Are, there, are there already any highlights? Um, no. I, <laughs> no. Yeah, there, there are. There are definitely. No. I think. I think the. Uh, it's. It's. It's funny but it's uh, probably my own event in the Helling but I think that's that's I'm I'm, I'm very biased of course <laughs> you know yeah, it's yeah. it's the event I organized but there there is so much fun uh, uh, because you know there they were they were pretty full and everyone was really enjoying it throughout the whole night we had such a good response and doing a set there and you know that was just really 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 nice um, and I just really like the venue as well uh, I've, I've had a show in, in a bigger venue in uh, Bart in The Hague, which was not as much fun as a, a smaller venue such as The Helling, where our event is. Um, yeah, 
probably one of those. <laughs> and the, the, I mean, the, the, the way the, your DJ says, I think it does fit the music you make. You, you know, the, the tunes that keep that value. Yeah. Especially that's kind of the translation for for Inge Waderlaat, I yeah. think, or something like it. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, do you think your background influenced it? Your musical background, because obviously coming from jazz and the progressive metal. I mean, those tunes don't last for it. The, the uh, two minutes they lost for probably six, seven, eight minutes, I think. Yeah, you mean if that influences yeah, my, the, the my way you mix? And no, I don't think so. No, because my my uh, uh, it just I think I think my way of mixing just really comes from uh, a producer standpoint, I guess, uh, because when I hear that something doesn't have the right impact as it should because it's double drops or something like that. Then I'm e- immediately like, ah, oh, this could have been way better if you just played that one tune. And that just really comes from a, from a producer's uh, perspective, from really um, uh, seeing the value in a certain track or, some, or something that someone did in a track. You know, if they made the mix down really, really good in a certain track and that, you know, then I want to hear that in the club. You know, I want to be able to hear that. But if it's double drop with something else, and it's not going to sound as good. Um, so I think that's probably the, the reason why I do that. Yeah, no, that makes sense as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, something completely different. Your DJ name, Waze. Um, it's yeah. obviously spelled, uh, yeah, not just like like Waze, like Woes or anything. It, mm-hmm. it comes from that. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, we had Bunchen over the last last podcast and he deliberately chose his name. Um, also for the SEO, I mean, he wanted to be easy, findable. Yeah. Did it? Impact the way, yeah. You, yeah. you choose your name as well. For sure. You just yeah. want to make sure that people actually, if they, if they type in ways, you're the first one. To think it was. It, it just came from ways, from roads, possibilities, uh, and I was like, how can I make this uh, uh, a word that doesn't exist? So you know, something that is easily findable on, on you know, search engine optimized and all that stuff. Just slap an e on it. Sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people say it, it's, 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 it sounds the same. Uh, so that's that. That was a a, a requirement, um, and that's how it came to be. Really, the younger generation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, um, um, for the people that know, I'm half NCT, and that's if you try to find us, it's just completely not doable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, you made the band, right? Yeah. yeah, it's also a Korean band and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, um, Waze obviously it's, it's part of your image now. It's, it's your DJ name. Um, another part of your image. Oh, we discussed it earlier as well. The <laughs> <laughs> Mustangs. Tell us about it. Um, I mean, <laughs> also kind of a funny story, but it just really just, I mean, it's not, it's not that, that deep as anyway, but it just He's came. touching his moustache. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing it the whole time now. It's, it, it really just came from being too lazy to shave it. <laughs> and then at one point I could see the sides like kind of curl up and I was like, wait, I can, that could be something. I could, if that, if that, if I'm able to grow a moustache like that, that would be cool. So. I was like, okay, I'll just not shave it for another month and see what happens, and and then it happened. <laughs> and then you know, at, at that point, when yeah, when you have it for a long time, Someone, someone's <laughs> bringing something. Up. <laughs> yeah, it's time. Um, yeah, yeah, but because that, that's that's another thing. I mean, obviously, people are not seeing this, but you told us something else in preparation for this interview when we were talking about the mustache. Well, yeah, you had some some plans with it, probably. Yeah, I mean, I've had it for so long now, um, and 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 uh, you know, a year back or a little bit or, or a little while longer back, I used to sometimes just shave it 
you know, uh, uh, and and then just let it grow back to you know what it is. Just to, you know, but at one point, and that was kind of before it became a larger part of my image than you know than it was before. Um, but now that it kind of got to that point, uh, I fe- it just really feels like that if I shave it, it just. It's just like people are gonna be like, wait, what? What did you do? Where's your, where's your mustache? I mean, people are gonna be like that anyway. But for some reason, I always thought that it was gonna be a bigger deal than it probably is. But um, it is really long now. It is really long, <laughs> man. It's it's time. I I've been so annoyed every time. Do you eat something? Every you're time eating you your eat. mustache. Yeah, you just eat, you're, you're, the hairs get everywhere, man. It is I can't so annoying. The what? I can imagine it tickles as well the whole time. No, it, it actually doesn't. doesn't tickle that much. No, no that's, not that's, at all. That's cute. Uh, I think I think that's that's something that happens when it's still growing a lot, I guess. Um, but when it's like at this point, it doesn't really happen. Um, but yeah, but I I've been I've been meaning to take it off at least to a normal level, like just to the lip, you know, because I I uh, I'm not ready to go full baldy uh, on that yet. <laughs> I think this is the moment then. Yeah, right? they, you still want to do it or not? I want to do it. Yeah, no, it's but this is, um, <laughs> we can't compare. Are you able to keep any length with this machine? Or uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have the same. same. I have the same. I know ah, okay. how to operate it. But I will need a mirror uh-huh, for sure. We actually do. I don't have the, the, the other piece on it. but yeah. No, but we can do it. You don't need a mirror. That's holy. People don't believe us. Just check the Instagram stories. Um, around the release of the podcast then probably okay. <laughs> we're not lying well, yeah. okay there we go <laughs> it's getting shorter and shorter I'm jumping in here because Alex is holding his phone as a mirror right now this is looking good rather good rather good Ooh, it's getting really short on the left oh, side wow. it's really oh, wow. short watch on the left out, side watch now. out watch out <laughs> he's, he's a professional though looking at this <laughs> Three years younger already. Oh God! There Going we go. there, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you get rid of an image, <laughs> just by cutting off the better part of your mustache. Guys, this was waste. This was this waste. Was waste. This was waste. <laughs> okay, now we're going to souvenir. So yeah, if uh, anyone wants a piece of the moustache of Waze, uh, it's open for auction <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Profits will go to, to a charity. We'll pick yeah. later. <laughs> so thanks, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, well, I mean, we had the moustache, we, we had other stuff than drum and bass. What's next for Waze? Um, the, 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 what's coming up release-wise? Well, release-wise, I have a lot of remixes coming because that's... Uh, uh, a thing I've been doing a lot, or I've been I've been asked to do a lot of remixes. So, uh, actually, there's one out yesterday. Obviously, when the time that when this gets uploaded, <laughs> it's not <laughs> yesterday anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just made a remix for for Voltage, uh, which was a lot of fun. That one just came out, uh, and I have a couple couple of other remixes. Uh, one for Archaic and one for Data Three. Um, and well obviously i have the album which is which may or may not come out you know it's uh i'm, I'm teasing it now but you know i don't know if it's <laughs> gonna come out so we'll see um but you know something's gonna happen with it eventually this uh, might be the only time that people actually hear about the album yeah maybe <laughs> maybe do you remember when you talked about this album yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, and, and regarding your own plans i mean you released on critical overview uh differential divided is, yeah. uh, is there are there any labels that you want to release on uh i mean i would say 
1985 is definitely one that I really want to release on. Uh, we'll see if it happens, but uh, you know, who knows? Uh, and and Sofa Sound, I you know, obviously I've talked about Sofa Sound as an inspiration for a lot of my things, but I've never, I haven't, I haven't released on it yet. So, um, but I'm sure that will happen at one point. Uh, I have, a, you know, I'm, I'm doing a collab with Molecular as well, so. You know, who knows that might come uh, might come out on Sofa Sound or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the other labels that I ever wanted to release on, you know, Critical, uh, uh, Hospital, and you know, I mean, Overview, of, of course, as well. I've already you already take the boxes. I, I've already ticked the boxes, so <laughs> yeah. it's like right now it's just you know, 1985 is probably the one that I really would love to release on. Um, so Alex or anyone, if you're listening. If you're listening, yeah. Um, and um, well, next to your producer, the DJ, you you briefly discuss it. You're also a promoter of yep. uh, Roland uh, yeah. in, in Utrecht. Um, what are your plans with that? Uh, we have a, a, an event planned on the 22nd of October, um, which hasn't been announced yet. So this is the, <laughs> the first announcement. 2021. Yeah, yeah. 2021. Uh, the week after. Amsterdam dance event um, and then next year we have another event planning uh, in the same venue we're probably doing and we, we, we also had a, uh, an event planned in uh, Veronica Schip in, uh, in Amsterdam uh, but that one obviously got, got cancelled so mm-hmm. but that's still in the works we're still going to do something with that but that's going to be next year for sure uh, around the same time probably so plans outside of uh, Utrecht yeah that's the, that's the first time we we, uh, we ventured into different cities uh so that's uh, that's the plan. Um, we already have the lineup for that one, I think. I mean, yeah, we had the lineup confirmed for the for at the time. So I'm pretty sure we're just gonna use the same lineup for that one. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, very cool names are being booked. Obviously, I can't say anything about the names <laughs> yet because nothing has been uh, has been. Uh, is, is publicized yet. So. Yeah. Do, do you think being a promoter um, helps being an artist, a producer, especially a DJ as well? I mean, it, it helps to see a different perspective. So from that point, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the, the business aspect, aspect yeah. of, of things, I think it definitely does help in, in, in one sense. And then what kind of sense do you think? Um, well, being, being able to uh, uh, kind of the... the I guess, you know, for me, being able to uh, uh, be in contact with agencies uh, in a different way also helps, you know, how I am in contact with my uh, agency and how I determine my fee and, you know, how when I think it might be time to raise my fee or that kind of stuff. Um, and just just, uh, just just knowing people in the industry, I guess, just knowing uh, uh, that whole side of people aside from your own agent, you know, I. I I'm in contact with a lot of other agents as well as I do the bookings together with uh, with Yuri. Um, you know, so I get to know all those people as well. Uh, I think that just in in some in one or another way is going to help me. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks, um, Thomas. Anything you want to add? Um, I think we ticked all boxes. Um, do you have anything to ask or to to say? I think I'm good. You think you're good? Yeah. Mustache is nearly gone. <laughs> covered it all thanks I think this has been the, the curated by podcast with Waze thanks a lot thank you for listening thank take care much. see you next time you're tuned in to the curated by podcast